Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome back to Off the Shelf here on Breadbox Media. I'm your host, Pete Sox, a Catholic book blogger. And this week we have with us Jessica Thornton. She's content manager at Catholic Virtues, an innovative company launched in 2021 to develop technology products for the Catholic Church, most notably through Catholic.store, an e-commerce platform supporting Catholic makers, artisans, publishers, and more. Her very first job at the age of 16 was at our public library. As an adult, she tried grown-up books but did not care for most of them. She's read thousands of books to her children, herself, and to the many patrons of libraries where she has worked and volunteered throughout the years. Jessica also read and reviewed children's books on her blog for 10 years. The blog still exists at catholicbookreview.blogspot.com. Jessica is currently living happily ever after in a great big Texas with her great big family. And today we're going to be talking about the Lion and Lamb book clubs that she's a part of. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hi, Pete. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So can you tell us a bit about uh, the idea and inspiration behind the Lion and Lamb book club and, and how it was started? What prompted it? Sure. Um, I'm sure that you're no stranger to subscription boxes. Uh, it seems like they're popping up all over mm-hmm. for cosmetics or kids books or workout equipment and clothing. But um, the kids books in the subscription box that I've seen are all secular based. Mm-hmm. And there's becoming more and more of an awareness that maybe our public libraries have books on the shelves that don't really mesh with our Catholic mm-hmm. worldview. Um, and the same is true at Barnes and Noble or your regular bookstore, if you're lucky enough to have a books, a brick and mortar bookstore. But um, so the idea was that the, this is a subscription box comes four times a year and it's curated for Catholic kids. So the books are going to not offend our beliefs and they are also um, specified by reading level. So there's three different age groups. So mm-hmm. hopefully your reader will enjoy the books in their box, which have been chosen specifically for them. 
So what are the age groups and how are the boxes um, divided up amongst age? So there, um, so Lion and Lamb, the three levels are also have cute little names. Uh, the oldest one is Lion and that's nine to 12, but I'm working to change that to more nine and up because those are actually the books I enjoy and I'm 49. <laughs> um, so, you know, just, I think it should be open-ended. It shouldn't be, I mean, because saying nine to 12, then a 13 year old isn't going to want to look in the box. Right, and I think right. that, I think that any teenager, young adult, middle-aged person would enjoy the books in the lion box um the next one down is lamb and that is our biggest age group i think we are it's going to be five to eight so there are formal reading levels i did teach first grade for a year and the formal reading levels would be um like five to seven and seven to nine and they we've kind of combined those two in one box so some of those books are going to be more advanced picture books with a mm -hmm. lot of text. And some of them are going to be early reader chapter books for a younger reader than the lion age group. Then the first box is duckling and that's for zero to four. So those are books that parents or caregivers read to a child who has a pretty decent attention span. Um, they're not going to have, they're not going to be as lengthy or, as plot-driven as the Lamb books. There are going to be more picture books. There are some wordless books in there, um, just but also really creative and engaging for that uh, baby-toddler set, the preschool set. Mm -hmm. So those are the three age groups for Lion and Lamb. And then the box itself comes out four times a year. Okay. The, the people at Catholic Ventures were really specific about driving it around the liturgical calendar. So our next, so the, so there's a box that ships. It's always, a, I'm trying to think February 15th is the first box of the year, just in time for Lent mm -hmm. and Easter. Then there's a box that ships in May, which is, uh, you know, the month of Mary moving into the month of the sacred heart moving mm -hmm. this summer, which is just jam packed with feast days. Then there's a box that um, ships August 15th, the end of summer, the beginning of fall. And then the last box of the year comes out November 15th, just in time for Advent and Christmas mm -hmm. and winter. So that's, um, so that's the, you know, there's the reading levels and then there's the seasons of the box. So how do you go about curating what goes in each box um, as far I, as what material goes in? Well, uh, I was given a guideline and the guideline was that, so there's three to five books in the box and um, ideally there will be a Catholic new release that is a more recently published Catholic book aimed at that age level, um, a Catholic treasure. This could be a reprint or like one of the older saints books that mm -hmm. you might've read when you were a kid, um, a secular new release that again me meshes with our Catholic ideology and a secular classic, but maybe something not so mainstream that everyone already has it on their bookshelf. Mm -hmm. For example, um, I'm never going to put the Chronicles of Narnia or the Little House on the Prairie books in the box because everyone should already own those, right. honestly. <laughs> um, so 
with that guideline, the Catholic new release, the Catholic treasure, a secular new release, a secular treasure, um, you know, the more unlikely treasure, something you might not have already heard of. And I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books. Currently, I'm reading two different biographies of St. Joan of Arc for a lion box, trying to figure out which one's the best. I want to know which one's better written, better illustrated. Sometimes it even comes down to like, um, I have a, one of my children has dyslexia. So I'm really attentive to white space on the page or even font size for a child reader. These things are really important. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of things get considered when picking the books for the box. And it's actually quite a lot of fun. I feel like this this position was tailor-made for me because reading books and shopping for books are two things that I'm incredibly good at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, going back to that original comment you had earlier on about uh, changing the box age from 9 to 12 to 9 plus, in the uh, box that I received, uh, you had the first volume of the Redwall series in it. And that, to me, I don't have a problem reading that. Right, I know, because... Well, um, as a children's librarian, I passionately believe that children's literature is better written than a literature for adults. Mainstream literature for adults, its you can find it at your grocery store and the airport, and it's not quality. I feel like, um, especially contemporary literature. Now, there are, it's not a blanket statement. There are those spots of light in the literary world. But especially in our culture today, children's literature is my happy place because I need a happy ending. I need, and this is kind of my litmus test when it comes to other forms of entertainment as well. I just want it to be about good people trying to do good things. And they, they aren't always good people because obviously there's sin in our world. Right. But they're trying to be good. And a lot of adult literature really misses the mark on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and another interesting thing that you stated, which I think is somewhat of the the um, the the cusp of the reason for this box being created, is what is finding its way into the schools and on the library shelves of schools. Um, exactly. When it comes to children, and and we've had a couple instances up here in Pennsylvania, and I've watched uh, videos of. I find it quite amusing when um, parents. Uh, bring these books to school board meetings, start reading them, and everybody wants to crawl on their table because they're embarrassed of oh, the content, but they're allowing totally. it into the school. Right. Right. Well, that is uh, a strange dichotomy about public education and even public libraries. Um, the American Library Association, what started out as being promoting free speech has ended up becoming free access to all things published for all people, which includes a lot of extremely offensive things. Um, so that's, you know, a separate issue. But that is part of the reason the box has been created because this is a more narrow focus. This is not everything that your public librarian would put on the shelf. Some of these books they probably wouldn't put on the shelf because they're too niche. You know, mm -hmm. you might find some saint biographies at your public library, but um, we're really going out of our way to Catholic books or books that speak to a Catholic worldview in our box. Um, and yeah, it's fun to read all those books. <laughs>
and so, to pick out the best ones. Yeah. You gave a little insight into some of what might be coming. Can you um, maybe give some hints at, at what might be coming in, in future boxes, maybe the next one? So um, I don't – I'm really torn between choosing books because they are – really the best books out there or choosing books because they fit a scene, but there is a box coming out that um, it really just hit both of those points. It, I picked the best books I could find and they all seem to have the same theme, which is um, it's for a lion box and it's going to be medieval and it's coming out. Um, but there's going to be a really cool book about medieval architecture um, I told you I was reviewing the two biographies of St. Joan of Arc. Mm -hmm. And then there's at least two other books that have a medieval setting, one of which is a fantasy book set in a medieval world that's very similar to the United States of America. So it's like an American version of medieval time. Hmm. And it's a very cool book. It's a retelling of a scriptural story, and I've really enjoyed it. It was a totally delightful novel. I'm very excited to put it in the box. So, so that really, like, I just happened to find all the best books, and they all happen to have the theme of, of medieval, um, like of the medieval history. And that wasn't intentional. That was totally a fluke. Sometimes our themes are much broader. Like, um, we're, uh, we had a box come out. The theme is family. That uh, really, like, the only thing I could think of to unite these four totally awesome books was that every book was either about a family or about a variety of saints that all come from families, which is also a wonderful theme and totally different from a historical time period. Mm -hmm. And just so people fully understand what's in these boxes, you also throw in some other things beyond uh, simply books, correct? That's right. Um, we do have some really fun add-ons. Uh, the vinyl stickers are a huge hit. In fact, some of the feedback we got was that for larger families, there are not enough stickers. So if you are subscribing to Lion and Lamb, rest assured you are getting more stickers in future boxes. Um, there are some other ideas coming out in future boxes that will be, uh, for instance, coloring sheets, like saint coloring sheets, coloring bookmarks, maybe some seasonal liturgical activities such as like Jesse tree ornaments to cut out or the O antiphons or different saint cards. Like, you know, there's those trading cards for saints, things mm -hmm. like that, holy cards. But um, the idea is that everything in the box is really just to enhance literacy and the reading of the books. Oh, there's also the discussion questions, which mm -hmm. really facilitate a, you know, a parent doesn't have to read each one of these novels. So it's going to be over 200 pages to have a conversation with their child about them because I have written discussion questions about every book. So you can read the discussion questions, have some interesting talking points to discuss the book with your children. Even for the younger set, um, for Duckling and for Lamb, we have discussion questions just to kind of really emphasize or draw out the Catholic themes in the books. But um, so every, what I was trying to say was that everything in the box is really about the books. And also um, it's not a project box because there are subscription boxes for mm -hmm. projects. And there are even great Catholic boxes of projects. This is really not intended to make more work for parents. This is about getting your kids quality books. 
but the extra stuff is super fun. Mm -hmm. So where can people find out more and sign up for the lamb lion lamb book club? So Catholic dot store at this time it's on their, on their opening page of the website. It says sign up now and you can click on that link. If you go to Catholic dot store, it will take you right to the lion and lamb landing page. And if they change that, I'm sure if you search lion and lamb on the Catholic dot store website, it will come up. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the interesting things about the box is that there, when they created the box, they are concerned that there are a lot of homeschoolers out there who have magnificent children's libraries in their own homes. So if you get a box and there is a book in the box that you currently own, you can return just one book. So they made it, you know, that workarounds so that people wouldn't be hesitant mm -hmm. that they might get a duplicate copy of something they already own. That's a pretty cool idea. So, Thanks. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Pete. So when they return that, would they get another one back in, in exchange, I'm assuming? Oh, that's a great idea. I think they just get credit for that one ah, book. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and I think so far, I think one, maybe two people have actually returned a book. Okay. So trying really hard to find things that aren't super mainstream. Right. They're very unique. Sounds like a great, great uh, project. I encourage everyone to go check it out. Um, Jessica, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule today to join us. Any closing thoughts? Um, I really enjoyed talking to you. I love talking about books. And um, and I hope people really are very excited about our future boxes because I am. Yeah, they sound great. Uh, with that, you've been listening to Off the Shelf here on Breadbox Media. I'm your host, Pete Sox, a Catholic book blogger. And until next time, God bless.